0: had a few roster moves over the last few days, so figured uh, we would start with that and uh, just explain to everybody what all the different moves were and, and why we think they were made.
1: Okay, well yesterday the Buccaneers signed punter Sterling Hofrichter to the uh, practice squad. That's not really any indication of any issues with Bradley Pinion. I think it's kind of like what the Bucs were doing late last season, getting some redundancy at the, uh, the specialist positions in case there's some kind of issue like that's, you know, could happen with COVID it's there seems there's a spike in cases around the league. So there's probably insurance in that regard. Hoff was the uh, Falcons punter last year after they drafted him in the seventh round, but he lost out a, a battle for that job this year. So he was available. Um, the Buccaneers also put Giovanni Bernard on injured reserve at, because of the hip injury that he suffered in Atlanta. So he'll have to miss at least three games. And uh, to help with the running back depth, we haven't announced it yet, but the Buccaneers are about to announce that they've signed Kenyon Barner, who we've had before, to the practice squad. He's also a potential option in the return game, uh, although Jalen Darden is back. So, uh, you know, that's obviously his job, but it's some redundancy there. And we let go of John Hurst on the practice squad. So I think that's all of it right there.
0: Okay, Uh, and then uh, Rachel had asked, "Why do you think Scotty Miller?" Oh, one more
1: thing. One more thing. Rashard Robinson, Mm -hmm. the cornerback, is returning to practice this week. That means you're starting a three-day, a three-week window where he could be activated to the active roster, which is an interesting situation because, and and Coach Arians alluded to this about a week or so ago. You, you know, the Bucks have had so many problems with their cornerback situation that they've had to use so many players, and they're going on and off IR. But when they all start to come back. Now you almost have an embarrassment of riches and you, you have to figure out who to keep and, and what roster moves you can make. So if Robinson were to return to the active roster, the Bucks would have eight cornerbacks on the roster and that's an awful lot.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's funny how you go from that of having a shortage to an abundance just yeah. like that. <laughs> um, okay, so Rachel had asked, uh, why do you think Scotty Miller was inactive and hasn't been used as much recently?
1: I just think it's because they really like what Brashard Perryman brings to the to the, to the, uh, offense, uh, you know, he's big and explosive. And obviously we saw all of that on the game winning touchdown. Uh, they really like the way he's playing and you have to make a tough decision. You know, you have, I think six, uh, receivers on the active roster right now and they can roll with five of them during a game. And it's kind of a game between, do we keep up this extra quarterback? Do we keep up this extra running back? Who's helping us on special teams? And they, they decide that one of the receivers needs to be inactive to make the numbers work and you have Jalen Darden returning kicks and Jalen Darden is a bit like Scotty Miller in that they're both small, fast guys. And so I think just think that in this particular case they felt like they could get the things that they get from Scotty Miller from some of the other players. That doesn't mean in any way that Scotty's fallen out of favor. I'm sure the coach would say the exact same thing if he's asked about it today. And probably Scotty Miller's time will come again. But sometimes you just have to make some tough decisions based on your opponent and what else you have at various positions.
0: Right. And, and along those same lines, Daniel had asked, Do you think we will see Brashad Perriman get used a lot more? And he said, Especially if people are keying in on guys like Mike and Chris and Gronk.
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't seem to be doing defenses much good to key in on those guys. I mean, Chris had 10 catches for 105 yards and Mike had six for 91 and Gronk had five for 62 and just missed about two or three more downfield ones. So I, I'm not sure that just keying in on them means you're taking them all away. That's the whole issue with the Bucks' set of passing weapons is that you can't double everybody. So uh, teams have to make decisions. Lots of times that involves doubling Mike. Uh, but I think Brashad Perryman will just play more simply because they like what he's doing as the third receiver. And so, you know, right now, at least and possibly longer, the team was without Antonio Brown, who's their obvious third receiver. So they like what he's doing in that role. They like what Tyler Johnson is doing in, in that role. And Tyler actually played more snaps than Brashad last year. So as I keep talking about this, it's clear it's just an embarrassment of riches. So, yes, I think Brashad will continue to play a significant amount. But there's just so many miles to feed that, you know, it's hard to predict from one week to the next.
0: Uh, yeah. And we had a couple of different questions about the Saints matchup. One was uh, just about what the game plan is to beat them. And one is, uh, do you think we have a um, better chance against them now due to health things than we've had in, in certain games previously of just where we stand with our roster now? Um, And especially compared to theirs and their injury situations.
1: Yeah, the the Saints have really gone through a bad patch with injuries. I I would say that theirs have probably been overall worse than the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers issue has basically been that they've been concentrated in the secondary, and that's been, you know, led to all that shuffling. But at some of the other positions, like offensive line is an example, the Bucs have been very fortunate while the, uh, saints who always have a great offensive line have had to deal with the loss of one of their guards, Andrews Pete, he's out for the year. And they, they spent several games without both of their tackles, Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramzik, both of who have been pro bowlers or all pros. So they've had to go through a lot, but they are starting to get healthy. And, um, they got a bunch of guys back last week, including, uh, I can't remember all of them, but they got a bunch. Well, Alvin Kamara was the main one. They got a bunch of them back last week and they played last week without three guys who are on the COVID list, including Mark Ingram and Cameron Jordan. And those are big, big, important parts of what they're doing. But they should be off the uh, off that list in time to play the Buccaneers. So they've been through a lot, but they're actually starting to get pretty healthy right now. So uh, you asked me about the keys, I think, to stop to doing better against them. It's different than the last time we played him because we started out with James Winston as a quarterback and then played most of that game against Trevor Simeon. But now it's, now it's a Taysom Hill. And the problem with Taysom Hill is he's just really a difficult guy to tackle. He's doing amazing things on the ground. We saw what, how much that could hurt with Josh Allen trying to play against a quarterback who will take off and, and rip off 20 yard runs here and there. And so I think the key is figuring out how to keep Taysom Hill from hurting us, with his legs. On offense, even though the Saints have one of the best defenses we face all year, uh, we just put up 488 yards against the number one ranked defense in the league. So I'm confident in our offense being able to move the ball and score against any defense. It's just, can we keep Taysom Hill in check on the other side of the ball?
0: Okay. And then uh, we had, um, oh, I lost it. All the comments kept rolling. Somebody was asking, I was trying to find the name of who it was. Um, Oh, there it is. Uh, Daniel had asked, uh, do you think that Um, Keyshawn Vaughn will see more playing time now with Gio going on IR, or do you think that it means Rojo will get a few more snaps or just kind of where, where you make up for the loss of, of Gio in the running back room?
1: Uh, Before you found it, I was going to guess that the name was Daniel based on the preponderance of questions from Daniels, uh, in most weeks here. Um, I don't think that, that Gio's move to IR is going to lead to a huge uptick in snaps for, um, for Keyshawn Vaughn because what we're talking about replacing is geo snaps and he wasn't getting a ton of snaps anyway he was getting some in third downs probably like 10 a game and uh yeah maybe Keyshawn will pick up some of those but it's not like we're trying to replace the role that Leonard Fournette has or that Ronald Jones has so I don't see why the Buccaneers would get away from their their same basic rotation with the backs especially because of how well Leonard Fournette is playing and because Leonard quite frankly, has been an awesome as a third down back. He actually leads NFL running backs in receptions right now. Um, so there's not a whole lot that you really have to replace there. Uh, but it does mean, of course, that I don't think we have to worry. Keyshawn has to worry about whether he's active this week or not. You know, he's kind of been up or down. So that's good because he'll, he'll be available to potentially get in the game on offense. And he's also been a pretty decent special teamer. He's been a pretty good gunner for us. So, you know, I, I don't think it makes a huge difference in his role, but hopefully he'll get some, some chances.
0: Okay. We'll close with this. Steven asked how many pro bowlers do you think we will have this year and who?
1: I hate this question. (laughs) How many should we have? How many do I think we'll have? I think we have a better chance, you know, famously last year, uh, the Buccaneers won the super bowl and only had one pro bowler, Jason pierre Paul that tied for the fewest pro bowlers that a super bowl champion has ever had. But you hope that that super bowl exposure for the Buccaneers and, you know, all the all the uh, primetime games the Bucks have had the last two years will lead to our players, our really good players being more in people's minds. Um, I think the most likely and obvious one is Tom Brady. I, I don't think he's going to miss the Pro Bowl again this year. He's in the running for MVP at this point. Um, ah, it's so hard with all the great receivers in the league to predict if Chris or Mike will get in. Um, I think that's going to be tough. I'm hoping this is the year that one of our offensive linemen breaks through. Maybe Alan Marpet, maybe Tristan Wirfs. Donovan Smith has certainly had a Pro Bowl caliber season. Uh, and then on defense, Devin White was doing well in the fan voting. Shaq Barrett might get over 10 sacks. Uh, we always hope for Levante David, but he's perennially underrated. I'll say four.
0: Okay, that we seems like away. a good that seems like a good number. I still probably not.
1: Still probably less than the Bucks deserve, but yes, yeah. This lie. is the
0: what we think might happen versus what we think should happen, which would be a team full of Buccaneers because that's Definitely. how we feel. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks as always for those great questions. That's going to do it for us here on Buccaneers Insider Live. We'll be back here next week. We'll see you then.